The kids are almost back in school. How do you stay healthy this fall? Welcome to the Access Health Radio Show. I'm Dr. Brian Forrest, and this week we'll be talking about how you can keep yourself well so you can fully enjoy the upcoming fall season on Access Health Radio. And I'm Mike Davis. Thanks for joining us on this Sunday afternoon. And Dr. Brian Forrest is a board-certified family physician with Access Healthcare in Apex. We'd like to take a moment to acknowledge the companies that support Access Health Radio. We'd like to thank We Care Pharmacy in Apex for supporting our show. They're a local community pharmacy, and they have much lower prices than the big box stores. And they'll even price match on most medications the lowest price you can find. Uh, the customer service there is terrific. I know a lot of my patients uh, in Apex get their prescriptions filled there. I even get some of my prescriptions filled there. Uh, they do a really great job, and you can check them out at WeCarePharmacyApex.com. Uh, you can give them a call at 919-629-6010. Again, that's 919-629-6010. And, you know, if you want to have your prescriptions go there, all you have to do is let your healthcare provider know the next time you need a prescription, tell them just to e-prescribe it to WeCare. And uh, they're really good about making it so you don't have to worry about your refills and you rarely have to stand in line or anything there. So check them out. Sounds good, Dr. Forrest. Now, if people want more information after today's show or they'd like to find out more information about your practice in Apex, where can they find that? Well, after the show, if they want to listen to an on-demand podcast, they can check that out at WPTF.com. We also upload to Apple Podcasts uh, every week about an hour after the show. Uh, they can also uh, you know, go back if they have family members that missed the show. They can catch it there as well. Uh, if they'd like information about our medical practice in Apex, uh, they can give us a call at 919-363-0190. Again, that's 919-363-0190. Uh, we are actually accepting new patients for a brief period this fall, um, and that's both uh, aesthetic, uh, cosmetic, and laser patients, as well as primary care family medicine patients uh, up through the fall. So they can give uh, Whitney a call. And she'd be glad to help them out there. Again, it's acchealth.com or 919-363-0190. Uh, and if you want to send us a question, we like to do occasionally a question and answer show where we answer uh, questions that we've been emailed. Uh, you can send that to accesshealthradio at gmail.com. That's A-C-C-E-S-S, healthradio at gmail.com. All right. Thanks, Dr. Forrest. Uh, pretty soon the weather is going to cool off, believe it or not, and the kids are going to be heading back to school. And of course, that means cold and flu season right around the corner. So what can our listeners do to keep themselves healthy as we head out of the summer months? Yeah, you know, it's uh, it's been uh, hot lately, but uh, I am looking forward to the cooler weather. Um, fall is one of my favorite times of the year. I, I really enjoy the cooler nights and the lower humidity, so looking for that break. Uh, however, it's also the time of year when a lot of people get sick. Um, so, you know, if you do catch some type of infection or you end up in the hospital, that can really get in the way of you enjoying your fall. So uh, during this time of the year, there's some unusual circumstances that we've talked about on the show before that can actually make you more likely to get sick. And we'll discuss some of those today and also ways you can prevent catching those nasty fall and uh, winter infections. 
So what are the main reasons that people might be more likely to get sick this time of year? Why is that? Well, you know, there used to be a, a wives' tale that, uh, you know, cold weather, uh, the cold is what gave you a cold. Um, and right. while that isn't necessarily true, just cold doesn't cause an infection, um, there are some changes in the weather that do, do make it more likely. So, for example, that low humidity that we all like, um, that low humidity makes the conditions more favorable for viruses like flu viruses to survive longer. So, you know, viruses don't like it to be hot and humid either. Uh, they really like it to be uh, dry and low humidity. That allows them to, you know, float right through the air and uh, infect us. So they they like that, and they actually live longer when the humidity is longer, which means people are contagious more. So, uh, you know, when the nasal temperature uh, in your nose is lower, that also tends to make it more optimal for cold viruses. They do like uh, a little bit lower than a 98.6 temperature. So, you know, this time of year, there's some other things that happen. I mean, people start gathering together. You know, when all those kids go back to school, they haven't been around all their classmates in, in months. And all of a sudden they're around, uh, you know, lots and lots of kids every day who come from different places. Um, and so, you know, there might not have been a cold going around in their neighborhood. But when you get all those kids together in school, there's probably a cold or a virus or something going around in one of those kids' neighborhoods. So um, that can really make it more likely to spread things as well. And, you know, lastly, uh, the other thing that can make people sick as the weather changes is people change their habits as we go into the fall. Um, sometimes I have patients who don't even want to schedule their follow-up appointments, you know, like the week after Thanksgiving, because they know if they have that appointment the week after Thanksgiving, some of their numbers might not look as good, right? Their their <laughs> weight might be up five pounds, their, uh, their blood sugar might be up, that kind of thing. So, you know, with the celebratory eating we have, People tend to eat a higher fat, higher salt, uh, and even higher sugar meals in larger quantities than in other times of the year. Um, there's even a condition uh, that we talk about at the hospital known as holiday heart, and that happens predominantly between Thanksgiving and the first week of New Year each season. And it's where basically people's eating habits uh, will force them to go into heart failure. Um, so, you know, that Christmas ham that they eat, it's just full of salt. Mm -hmm. Uh, and I love Christmas ham myself, but, uh, that, that can throw somebody over, you know, into some heart failure if they're sort of on the margin. So lots of things this time of year that can get us in trouble. You got that right. Now on top of the, uh, the uh, proclivity to get sick, it's also the time of year when people's allergies really get fired up, isn't it? That's true. They definitely do. And, uh, you know, uh, the temperatures uh, outside by midday end up being about the same as our inside temperature of our houses. But the price to pay for that is the ragweed and the leaf litter start uh, adding up. And that really does get people's allergies flaring. Um, and then there's people don't think about, you know, all the allergies aren't outside. There's also allergies from your house and people start staying inside more as the weather gets cooler. So things like dust mites, uh, pets, mold, um, you know, those are usually worse when people start staying inside more due to the cooler weather. All right, Dr. Forrest, it's time now for our Access Health Tip of the Week. You know, often when people get colds and flu, they seek out medical care with the expectation that an antibiotic will help them. 
And some people think that antibiotics boost their immune system, uh, but that's really not how they work. The truth is they work much like insecticide for killing insects. Often I tell patients that if you sprayed weed killer on a bug, you would just get a wet bug. Uh, in the same way, if you spray bug poison on a weed, you just get a wet weed. So, you know, antibiotics kill specific types of germs and kill bacteria, not viruses. Uh, colds and flu are viral, uh, and antibiotics really don't work for either one of those. So if you pressure your doctor into giving you an antibiotic, you could be doing yourself more harm than good uh, because that can make you the antibiotic not as effective for you at a later time when you actually need it for bacterial infection. And it also can give you some serious side effects like yeast infections, rashes, uh, even a terrible intestinal uh, thing called uh, Clostridium difficile. So always ask your physician if the infection you have is actually bacterial and you actually need that antibiotic. I've heard you say that before, Dr. Forrest. And so thanks for that reminder. Straight ahead, uh, we'll be discussing some things that you can do to prevent getting sick and also how to take care of yourself if you do, this is Access Health Radio. How to stay healthy, not getting sick, and what to do if you do this fall. That's our topic today here on Access Health Radio with Dr. Brian Forrest. I'm Mike Davis. Dr. Forrest, what are some of the things that people can do to prevent getting sick? Well, first uh, and foremost, and this may not come as much of a surprise, wash your hands. Uh, you know, hand washing is the most effective way to prevent the spread of diseases, especially colds. Uh, you know, anytime you touch your face with your hands and you haven't washed them before you touch your face, you can expose yourself to the germs on your hands. And, you know, I don't want to make people paranoid, but think about this. Every time you touch a doorknob, a keyboard, a desk, a phone, etc., that may have been touched by lots of other people mm. and you've picked up those germs from that surface on your hands some viruses can live on things like doorknobs and phones for hours um, and that's one reason that grocery cart handles now are frequently disinfected with those wipes and they make it so you can wipe them down and if the person who had the cart before you had been sneezing and then they touched the cart those virus particles are all over the handle yeah. so if you touch that handle and then, you know, you make contact with your face before you get your hands washed. You've just transmitted those to you. So, you know, it is actually okay to get the germs on your hands. You know, you got to touch stuff. Uh, the problem is you want to get those germs off your hands before you touch your face. Because if your eye itches or your nose itches and you scratch those and those germs are on there, um, then and that happens before you've washed them or used hand sterilizer, uh, you're probably going to get sick in the next couple of days. All right, so let's talk about that for a second. Uh, you brought up hand sterilizer. Uh, what about those uh, sterilizer gels? How well do they work? And what about, uh, in a related note, antibacterial soaps? Well, research on the hand sanitizers show that they do help. However, they differ widely in their potency. So the ones that are alcohol-based are the most effective, um, but they only kill the germs if the hands are thoroughly covered and then allowed to dry. Uh, hand washing also works really well if people spend at least 15 seconds and use warm, soapy water and rub all those surfaces with their hands. However, you know, they've done polls. They've looked at, you know, how long people wash their hands. And sometimes people just squirt on the soap and rinse it off. And that really does very little to, to get the germs off your hands. Uh, my, my Apple Watch now even has a timer that automatically when I start washing my hands, 
uh, it counts to 15. Um, and does it uh, know that you're like washing your hands? It knows yeah, when you're doing it. Yeah, that? you start you start washing your hands, and it'll oh, it'll wow. a little sign will come on the screen uh, saying 15 seconds left, and it counts down. <laughs> and if uh, you know you got to if you stop washing your hands before the end of that timer, uh, you won't get credit. So, <laughs> uh, but but I will say it's made me you know very aware of that. I always feel like by about 13 seconds, I'm like I've thoroughly done. But I'll keep going until this thing goes off, you know. So, uh, but the the problem with the antibacterial soaps you brought up is twofold. First, most of the consumer available uh, antibacterial soap does not kill viruses at all, um, and it may cut down the number of bacteria on your hands. Um, but using that type of soap all the time can lead to resistance, mm. where you might actually get bacteria on your hands that are resistant. Uh, to the active ingredient that's in that antibacterial soap. And again, it doesn't help for viruses at all. So I usually trust, you know, the alcohol containing products and gels uh, more than antibacterial soap um, or just soap and water, you know, for 15 seconds if I'm trying to get viruses off. Now, uh, just a couple of minutes ago, you mentioned uh, sneezing and coughing and uh, people then you know, touching uh, surfaces after they've done that. How can we protect ourselves from all that? Well, it mostly depends on the person who is sick being considerate and trying to avoid spreading their germs. Uh, you know, the most effective method has been shown to be coughing or sneezing into your elbow, and that prevents the sick person from having the germs on their hands, which is what they typically touch, you know, all kinds of surfaces with. Um, you know, and most people don't open doors with their elbows, so hopefully they're not going to get their elbow germs uh, on things. <laughs> um, you know, it's interesting that sneezes can travel at least six feet, and they come out at around 100 miles per hour. So, you know, if someone is sneezing or coughing, um, then you at least want to be six feet away, um, and it will help. Uh, and I have to admit, you know, if I'm in a room with somebody, especially a patient room uh, with someone that sneezes or coughs, I'll often turn my head away and even hold my breath for up to 10 seconds, you know, just out of being cautious and letting those particles sort of settle to the ground and get out of the air some. You know, I, I'll hear people say, in fact, I'll say it myself, uh, and so I'll, I'll sneeze or something and people will say, oh, do you, do you have a cold? And I'll say, no, nah, I think it's just allergies. How can we really tell the difference between the two, a cold or sinus infection and just something in the air that we're allergic to? Yeah, that's a great question, Mike. And I think, um, I'll, first, let me say before I get into that, most of the time when people think uh, they have a cold or a sinus infection um, and, they, and they say something like, I get it twice a year, every year. Mm -hmm. Well, you know, germs don't have timers, so they don't. <laughs> They, they don't know it's that time of year again for your annual cold. So usually, <laughs> usually if it's, if your illnesses are on a schedule, very often they're allergies. Um, but you know, one of the problems with allergies is they do get misdiagnosed as something else. Um, you know, and, uh, you know, typically again, like I say, you're not going to get infections on a schedule. Um, so make sure that you're getting proper treatment. You don't want to be treating allergies with antibiotics. Um, or, you know, cold remedies, uh, if what's really going on is that. But here's some key ways to know if allergies are more likely to be your problem. First, do they seem to be related to spring or fall? Um, then, you know, if, they, if they're seasonal, probably related to allergies. 
Um, you know, it seems like it would be obvious, but lots of people talk about stuff that's going around and, you know, their entire family has had it for over a week. Um, but if it happens during those classic seasons, it might be allergies. Um, also, you know, actual colds almost never last over a week. Um, so sometimes people will come in and they'll say, doctor, I've had this cold for six weeks. Well, real colds, you don't have that long and bacterial infections by then would have really caused you a problem. So anytime you've got sinus issues that just seem to be dragging on and on and on, um, it's very likely that's allergies. Um, and this is kind of a cool one. Um, you can, you can all be diagnosing this yourself if you count people's sneezes. So if somebody sneezes more than once at a time, it's probably allergies. Hmm. Um, you know, if you have lots of runny nose and it's just clear running all the time, that's probably allergies. If you have symptoms on both sides of your face, like pain or pressure on both sides, that's also probably allergies, especially if it lasts more than three days. Um, and people don't realize you can actually have a low-grade fever with allergies. Um, it's not usually a high fever, but it is possible. I wasn't aware of that. All right. We're going to talk about how you can take care of yourself if you do get sick. And our Access Health Radio's Trivia of the Week is coming up. This is Access Health Radio. We're talking about what to do if you get sick this fall. So, Dr. Brian Forrest, what can folks do if they catch a cold or a flu? What can they do to get well again? Well, first of all, stay at home. You don't want to expose other people, and that's going to help everybody in the area out. Um, second, you can use over-the-counter remedies, but use them sparingly and make sure you target specific symptoms. You don't want to take those multi-symptom relief because then a lot of times you don't really know what's working. Um, and then, you know, if you've got aches, what you want to do is um, take things like acetaminophen, ibuprofen, and naproxen. That's what's really good just for the body aches and fever. Um, the old wives' tale chicken soup, it actually can be helpful for lots of reasons, um, so that's fine. Nasal irrigation with neti pots uh, can be helpful. Cool mist humidifiers. Um, the over-the-counter cough remedies aren't that good uh, and can have a lot of side effects, so I like people to avoid those when they can. Uh, probably the things like the Mucinex DM are okay. Um, the antihistamines work for allergies but not for viral infections. Um, and target your symptoms. Again, if you've got nasal symptoms like congestion, uh, you know, the over-the-counter Afrin is very effective, but only use it for three days. Um, and if you have chronic nasal symptoms, the nasal steroids like Flonase or Nasacort are really the best way to go. It's time now for our Access Health Trivia of the Week. You know, according to Consumer Reports, Americans spent $5.8 billion last year just for over-the-counter remedies to treat cold and cough symptoms. Wow. Dr. Forrest, put a bow on it for this week. All right. Our scripture this week is especially meaningful during this time of year. It's from Psalm 3119. How abundant are the good things that you have stored up for those who fear you, that you bestow in the sight of all, on those who take refuge in you. Psalm 3119. Thanks again for listening to the Access Health Show, and we look forward to joining you again next Sunday at 4 p.m. Until then... God bless your health.